we both might be in a bit of a weird mood. <laughs> just like a bit. Just like a tiny teensy bit. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, hey. it's the uh-oh feeling. Hey, hey. <laughs> We've gotten increasingly bad at uh, announcing what we are again. Um, yeah. This is a podcast. It's a new episode of that podcast. Whoa. I think you know since you had to go through a series of clicks to get here. But just in case. Just in case you're like sneezed and stumbled upon us in spotify yeah and <laughs> your sneeze sounded weirdly like play uh-oh feeling <laughs> or we like somehow ended up in your daily driving of no idea what's going on right. hello hello yeah we tell each other stories about survival that's mm-hmm. that's it this is our true crime app we we bounce back and forth i'm super stoked okay um, so here's the thing <laughs> did you not do true I did crime, not do true crime. <laughs> I love this even more now. No, that's good because you. This is special. Yeah, I'm playing a game Mm -hmm. called Two Truths and One Lie. (laughs) Two Truths, One Lie. TM. (laughs) TM. 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 Copyright. Okay. Um. So you have multiple stories. I have three. Yeah. So. So you're gonna tell them to me, and I have to guess which one is true, or which. Which one is the lie? Which one is the lie? Okay. I'm so afraid. I mean, I love it. Okay. And then I think you're going first. So we'll do that super cool game. And then I I just have a regular story, which once again, I told you this morning, like, I'm just going to find something simple. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. How did that go? I did not find something simple. I did get Mm -hmm. the research done, so it's fine. But it did take a while because it's one of those ones where there's no one article that just tells you everything you need to know. There was a a whole lot of weird information out there, and I had to parse through it, and it was kind of a bitch. But I'm excited because I think you'll like this story. Mm -hmm. Before we begin. Launch. You remember when you walked in the door with some stuff from Quick Trip? Uh Uh-huh. And that stuff was dusty wine. The other stuff. Oh, you mean this last time? <laughs> I've done that a lot. I've actually done that a lot. <laughs> so be more familiar because oh. I also walked into Quick Trip. Okay. And I got some spiral macaroni. Nice. As you do. And there was also a cart that was a little dusty. Oh, no. <laughs> that had a box of a thing. Okay. That we've had before. Sure. But we haven't had this one. Okay. <laughs> what is it? It's the Rita's Sangria. Ooh. Spritz. This one is pear orange. Oh, okay. Yes, that's right. So we have also Rita's. the strawberry blueberries in the freezer as well as the white peach. <laughs> I remember I did not like the strawberry blueberry. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, none of these are margaritas. It's hilarious. All right, let's give this a shot. Oh, God. I like that. Hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't usually love pear stuff, but the orange is like the a good... The orange balances it out. Yeah. It's like a weird gummy bear. <laughs> Thanks, Rita's. Uh, the Uh-Oh Feeling, sponsored by Rita's. <laughs> For today. <laughs> also, before I go... Yeah. We have our first batch of stickers in. Yes, I'm looking at one right now. It's so cool. And the other one should be getting here sometime next week. Right. So as soon as we get both stickers in, those will be going out. Awesome. If you don't know what they look like, they're on our Patreon. There's also on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's the new profile picture of our new logo. Yes, the one I have right here is our new logo. And I'm going to change out our logo, if I can, on the Podbean Ooh. thing. Ooh. Before this episode goes out as well. Hell yeah. So if you're wondering why we look a little different on your feed. That's why. That's why. Have I you made a, this works? Did this come? Is this always in a circle? I can't remember what the. No, I have it in like. a square too. Perfect. Love it. I yeah. love it. I'm a big fan of it. I was thinking ahead. Love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Because yes. I was trying to like adjust ours in a way that it would work for a sticker and it wasn't, and then I broke it, and then a lot of things went wrong. <laughs> I was, like, at work, <laughs> and I got, like, I don't know, maybe 16 messages from Emily <laughs> trying to make a sticker, and, like, just it never working. Yeah. There was something wrong with, like, the amount of pixels. In yeah, a lo- the <sighs> DPI was off, and the other one that I wanted to use, and it was just a whole 
thing. So we hope that our patrons like the design that came out. I think it's really it cute. Took about three weeks of design time, <laughs> plus then me breaking the actual logo and having to do a new logo. Plus then a full day of back and forth <laughs> yeah. with Sticker Mule. <laughs> Just like, okay, Sticker Mule, can we do this? So now um, remind me, who gets what sticker based on our Patreon tiers? Um, sentient Tornadoes are going to get the um, Sentient Tornado sticker. So t- Sentient Tornadoes are our $5 a month people. And they're going to get a 5 by 3 sticker, mm-hmm. which we will be getting in soon. I'm very proud of them. I love it. They're very cute. I'm super excited about it. And then the $10 people and above get the Uh Oh Feeling logo sticker plus the Sentient Tornado sticker. Yes. Everybody gets shout outs. Yes. And access to exclusive content that we have coming Mm -hmm. up that we're going to keep working on. Yes. Uh, The other, the Cats episode, um, because it is a part of our cursed episode, had some (laughs) issues. I still have it, but I lost all my editing on it. And then this week was terrible. So I haven't put it up yet. And I apologize for that. Um, But it is going to be up this week uh, on our Patreon. And then, yes, in the future, we are going to be working on more things that are like that, where other people tell us cool survival stories. And, um, yeah, we'll also put up a thing, you know, that asks if there's anything you guys want to hear in particular. So if you want to talk more directly to us, you should become a patron. Hell yeah. You can do it for as little as $1 a month. Woo. Hello. Oh. All right. All right. Let's fucking do this. First story. Mm. Mm. James Bartley said in the Sounds late... Sounds fake. Wow. <laughs> James Bartley in the late 19th century... Reported to a newspaper, he was swallowed whole by a sperm whale. Nuh-uh. He was found living days later in the stomach of the whale, which was dead from constipation. (laughs) You're not supposed to eat people. You are not supposed to eat people. Even if you're a big-ass sperm whale, eating people is bad for you. So during a whaling expedition off of the Falkland Islands, mm-hmm. Bartley's boat was attacked by the whale and he landed inside of the whale's mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and survived the ordeal and was carved out of the stomach by his peers. I mean, was there just like just like this dead whale on a beach and there's just like a dude's imprint like on the <laughs> outside of it? Like, help! Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was, he was in the whale for 36 hours. Oh, my God. His, Do whales not have stomach acid? His skin had been bleached. Oh, shit. By the gastric juices. Yuck. Yeah. And he was blind for the rest of his life. Oh, damn. Okay. Yep. I imagine. He died 18 years later. Hmm. And on his tombstone in Gloucester, it says James Bartley, a modern day Jonah. Whoa. Okay. I mean, I mean, okay, like, one of these things is a lie, that one's like, that one's crazy. How do you live through that? Next story. Okay. While photographing, what? While photographing. (laughs) Oh, fuck. It's been a really long day. (laughs) While photographing. (laughs) While photographing. (laughs) A mass of sardines off of South Africa's coast last month, and this was March of 2019. So oh, shit. Really recent. February of 2019. Mm-hmm. A dive tour operator ended up on the wrong side of a whale. Oh my the God. inside. No. Because I knew how you are going to feel about that first one, so I'm like, all right. Let's find another okay. improbable whale story. Oh, my yeah. God. Do all of them have to do with whales? No. Or just two? Okay. Whew. My God. <laughs> I couldn't find a third wheel. <laughs> you tried, I though. Did. <laughs> Rainier Schimpf was in the water with a, quote, bait ball, swirling a school of sardines surrounded by predators. Hmm. When he suddenly felt the world go dark. Oh, my God. He quickly realized he'd been scooped up by a whale. <laughs> quote, I held my breath. He said in an interview with Today, expecting the whale to put him down. I mean, there was no, no other thing I could do. I mean, you can't fight a 15-ton animal. Right. I mean, it's just you're in it now. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Fortunately, 
The whale was likely displeased. (laughs) That is not what I intended to munch. And spat the swimmer out within a couple of seconds. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, his skin could have been all bleached, and he, <laughs> he could have been blind. He wasn't on the inside inside. Sure. He, he was just... He didn't go downtown. He just... He was in its mouth? He just, yeah. Oh, still. He stayed in the townie bar. Did, <laughs> did he... They have tongues, right? Did he feel its big old tongue? Yeah. Now, this was a Bruda's whale. Hmm. Now, they range throughout the tropical and subtropical waters worldwide, said Tom Jefferson, who's a biologist. Oh, hello, Tom. Not, not the other Thomas no. Jefferson. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, little known fact about our founding father. Was around in 2019. Yep, and he knew a lot about whales. Yeah. Loved those things. Yeah. Whales and slavery. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson's two major things. Yeah. Oh, three, I guess. Tobacco, too. Tobacco. Well, that Thomas goes with Jefferson's the slavery. three major things. <laughs> oh, and um, fathering bastard children. And France. <laughs> and France. Thomas Jefferson's five major things. <laughs> now, Thomas Jefferson, Tom, sorry, Tom. He just goes by Tom. Sure. Not to be confused with Thomas. Um, he's a member of the Scientific Advisory Board for Save the Whales. The Bruda whales are not well known because they don't venture into polar regions mm, and okay. were never widely hunted by whalers. Okay. So around South Africa, these whales average around 43 to 45 feet in mm. length. Okay, that's and like, big. I'm not going to talk about sperm whales because we've already talked about sperm whales before. So if you don't know about sperm whales, go back and listen to <laughs> my not Moby Dick story. Oh, my God. Um, that With one's oops surprise, all cannibalism. Yep, the surprise cannibalism. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they said that despite his also comparisons to being called the modern day Jonah. Of course. He was never in danger of being swallowed by the whale because Bruda whales are batch feeders. Hmm. So they lunge forward into schools of small fish, taking wiggling mouthfuls of fish in water, and then they strain the water back out through their floppy baleen plates. So oh, like weird teethy things. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Before swallowing the fish. Also, their throats are apparently too small. Too small. I can't talk today. <laughs> Too small to swallow a human. Okay. Okay. So, so he was just really going to be stuck in that mouth until yeah. he got spit out. Yeah. Though they have been accidentally um, documented swallowing small birds. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Sometimes if it's a fish. go wrong. Yeah. Fish are also being eaten by birds. Yeah. I could see you fucking that up sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third story. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Let me weigh these so far. That one had quotes. But it was also from 2019. It's Yes, that's true. The other one couldn't necessarily have quotes, even if it is yeah. true, just because we may not have that documented. Yeah. <sighs> They're both so fucking weird already. Yes. Okay, tell me the third one. I'm going to talk about a man named Amo Kuivuven. <laughs> you want to no. try that one again? No, I don't. That's his name now? Uh. Amo Kuivuven. <laughs> He was a Finnish soldier in World War II. Okay. And was the first documented case of a soldier overdosing on methamphetamine during combat. Oh, whoa, whoa. During combat? Let's talk about him. Oh, my God. Kolvuvin. <laughs> How is this fucking spelled? I need to at least be able to picture the name. K-O-L-V-U-N-E-N. Kolv. Kovunen or whatever, right? Oh, I'm sorry, K O I O V U N E N. That is a weird one. That's weird. Uh huh. I don't love it. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> him, that guy was on a ski patrol March 15th of 1944, mm-hmm. along with a couple other men. Three days into their mission, the group was attacked and surrounded by Soviet forces. Oh. They did manage to escape. However, Kuevuvin, I'm never going to get that right. I, I um, mean, who knows what, that could have been right. <laughs> Kuevuvin, I don't know. He became fatigued <laughs> after skiing a long distance of high-speed travel, but he couldn't stop. He was on the run. Oh. 
they were going they were going sure soviets are out there everything is bad right so he was the sole carrier of army issued uh pervitin which is a methamphetamine so this was before we knew that meth was just straight up not something you should take as medicine (laughs) and it was used as a stimulant to remain awake while on duty of course it fucking was of course he wasn't able to pull out a single pill like, I guess he was struggling with pulling out a single pill. He's probably got gloves on and shit, and he's on the move. And... Yep. So he poured the entire bottle of 30 capsules into his hand and took them all. No, okay, there's a middle point in there. You could take a few. Do Give it a shake out into your hand, and whatever comes out, maybe take that, I guess. Don't worry about fumbling the rest of them back into the bottle. But every single pill in the bottle, you piece of shit? Yep. Are you sure? Yeah, they were going. I feel they like... They were all going. But what if somebody else needed them? What an asshole. Listen, he's Finnish. <laughs> he had to finish the bottle. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I'm done with the podcast. Hey, guys. I'm done with the podcast. We didn't even make it to 69. <laughs> all right. I'm so angry right now. Wow. Done, done when end the podcast, but that one does. Done, done was very close, and you know it. <laughs> so he obviously had a short burst of energy no fucking shit huh but then quickly entered into a state of delirium and lost consciousness yeah yes (laughs) he remembered waking up the following morning separated from his patrol (laughs) they were like oh leave him yep he's dead and he had no supplies In the following days, he escaped Soviet forces once again, was injured by a landmine, laid in a ditch for a week waiting for help, (laughs) and after traveling more than 400 kilometers on skis, he was found and admitted to a nearby hospital where his heart rate was measured at 200 (coughs) beats per minute. Oh, my God. Double the average human heartbeat and weighing only 94 pounds. So he he ate nothing. Oh, no. In the week he was gone, he did... did live on pine buds and a single siberian jay that he caught and ate raw oh god i mean sh- he's just like anything that isn't white like snow mm-hmm. i need to find anything yeah oh this is part of a tree let me just nosh that yeah oh is that a bird nah. i will be eating that head first like yep. fucking ozzy osborne thank you very much yeah um that's insane yeah so so he's just, he's got to be kind of still on meth for at least a bit of that. Sure. I can't believe he didn't just straight up die. Right. That's a lot of meth, I no assume. No one really knows why he didn't just die from that, because he absolutely OD'd. I wonder if you, like, collapsing into the snow has anything to do with it. Like, Maybe. your whole, your body's processes are slowed down, or yeah. I don't know. Holy shit. And then they just left him, like, you, you saw that guy taking the entire thing of pills right yeah oh he's dead they took his water his rifle and and some of what he was wearing he didn't even have his gun no oh my god no so oh so he traveled 400 kilometers set off a landmine (laughs) escaped from soviet forces again lived in a ditch for a week lived in a ditch for a week and finally must have been like no one's coming no one's coming i have to go yep holy shit and for anyone who's not metrically inclined it's about 250 miles that's legit skis oh my god considering considering that the reason why he did this in the first place is because he was tired from the skiing and then ended up having to ski alone with less stuff for 250 miles dumb stupid decision sir oh my god so those are our three oh shit how am i supposed to uh (laughs) Ooh, that ooh. one also, if you notice, didn't have any quotes. So it's true. Your it's little true. So quote basis. Uh, so can I ask you questions? Sure. Okay. This can only end well. Yeah. Um, where did like you found all three of these stories on the internet? You didn't make one up whole cloth. No, everything is on the internet. Right. Okay. And it's just and everything on the internet is obviously true. Always. So this is the type of thing where, like, maybe it's sold as a true story, but one of them just, like, 
straight up isn't some sort of myth or urban legend sure. or mm-hmm. creepypasta. <laughs> What's a not creepy creepypasta? You ever been nommed on by a whale? <laughs> Sexy pasta. I remember. Mm, I get yep, it now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are definitely people who, people who would get boners over the idea of being vored by a whale. There are people listening right now who have boners. Please turn Mm. off the podcast. (laughs) Mm -mm. Think about being vored a little bit more. Think about that really big mouth. I swear to God. Just swallowing you whole. Taylor. (laughs) It's my turn to quit. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. This is so hard. Would it be easier to try and guess which one is true? Uh, Which one do you think is true, or do you want to ask more questions? I think I should just get... Because there's two that are true and one that's a lie. Yes. I want the third one to be true so bad. I was against the first one to begin with, but I feel like (laughs) that's some kind of misdirect. Because seriously, how do you... How? (laughs) But the middle one has quotes, but also if it was a story someone was telling, I suppose maybe they'd make that up. Tom Jefferson, is he real? Is he a real person? <laughs> I'm having a fucking existential crisis right now. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with my gut, as we tell people to do on this podcast, and say that the first one isn't real. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Are you going to tell? Oh, God. Do I get some sort of punishment if I'm wrong? No. <laughs> Not that I, because you aren't. <gasps> really? The facts were carefully investigated by historian Edward Davis, who found there were many inconsistencies. Oh, shit. Uh, the ship in the story, the Star of the East, was a um, British ship that existed, did actually exist, and sailed during the time which the incident allegedly occurred and couldn't have been near the Falklands. Um <laughs> Also, it was not a whaling vessel. I love that he's just like, hmm, I think I'll look into where the ship could have possibly been, as opposed to just thinking of the idea of being swallowed by a whale. Moreover, (laughs) Mrs. John Killam, the wife of the captain, wrote a letter stating that, quote, there is not one word of truth in the whale story. I was with my husband all the years he was in the Star of the East. There was never a man lost overboard while my husband was in her was in her jesus (laughs) people talking about boats is weird yeah the sailor has told a great sea yarn (laughs) okay so this is just a story that that guy is telling but like he even says like my skin was bleached Mm -hmm. i was blind is he Mm -hmm. walking up to people being like i'm blind right now now do you want to hear why yeah oh my god yeah that's amazing i mean that's like the most epic, like big fish story, basically. Like right, and I mean, it's it's possible to be swallowed by a sperm whale. They eat sure. giant squid, right? Which is they bigger would, than a person. They would be able to swallow. They would be you. able to swallow a human, right? But you would absolutely be dissolved in the whale's stomach. Seriously, right? You like plug that. up its butt. You'd <laughs> be like, uh-uh. yeah. I mean, you might get stuck in there yeah. eventually. Yeah, your shit's getting numbed by you know acid and yeah. stuff like, yeah. you're done so you're done so oh that's awesome mm-hmm. though yay i did it i mostly i was thinking of going with the last one but i really wanted it to be true but also then that means the last one is true that one that is insane and i do have video of the second one. Oh really was, i left it out but there was someone shooting video and taking photos and has a video of him in the whale's mouth whoa yeah like as he's coming out or as he's getting swallowed or like as he's in like getting oh, scooped up by oh the whale oh my god yeah that's awesome so i have to show you that later. yes please that's so, fucking cool that was post that too yeah that was two truths in one lie i loved it thank you for that um we should maybe do that more often maybe more lighthearted stuff like that could yeah. also go on our like patreon sometime. yeah because it wasn't long enough for like none of them were long enough for like a big Right. Thing. Sometimes there's just, they're cool stories, but there's just not a ton of information. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. It, the next time we just find a couple of those, it's like, okay, I'm putting this together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to do the last one as its own thing, but there's just no 
other information. The only other stuff I found was people yelling about the military using methamphetamine. So, <laughs> you understandably know, so. Understandably so, but also like give me more information about this man. Right, please. The passed, story is fascinating. He passed away in 1989, so like Wow. He, he was lasted a while. Yeah, he, he was survived fine. for someone who was taking meth at all <laughs> as a part of the military, for someone who lived through World War II. Yeah. And specifically lived through all that shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. That Finnish motherfucker. Yeah. All right. I have a story for you, Emily. You're going to weave me a yarn? I'm going to weave you a yarn. Is it a sea yarn? I will spin you a tail. It is not a sea yarn. Not even a bit. So sorry. So like I said, uh, this one this one was supposed to be simpler. I kept reading stuff and being like, that contradicts what I just read over here. So what the fuck? And so like piecing together the story was harder than it should have been. I feel like someone wasn't really doing their fucking job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, none of these... All I could find were articles of what was happening when it was happening. There is no overview. And it's, I think, partially because this this story isn't really super over yet. Oh. It happened oh. pretty recently. Oh. And, like, what, like, there's at least a section of it that is not done. So ah. we'll get to that. Oh. All right. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> Would you like to make some more sexy cat noises? Or <laughs> That's just all I'm going to do through your whole story. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. No. I will do sexy cat. I will not do horny chicken. <laughs> there it is. Good horny chicken. Have you met Emily? She does a great impression of a horny chicken. <laughs> Emily, come here. Show them your horny chicken. You know, the chicken that wants to fuck. <laughs> Some pear orange just came out of my nose. <laughs> Amazing. Next time I have to introduce you to anyone, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so this is my friend Emily. We do a podcast. She has a great horny chicken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I also recently misheard crunchy toast and I heard crunchy toes. Ew. So that's also now how I'm being introduced. Oh, Crunchy Toes? Yeah. Good. So I'm this is my crunchy, friend Crunchy Toes. The horny chicken. <laughs> crunchy Toes, the horny chicken. Well, uh, everybody's got to have a niche. Uh, we're we're going to need to make another sticker. <laughs> Hello, my name is. Hello, my name is. Yes. Crunchy Toes, the horny chicken. <laughs> I fucking want that. God damn it. I want that so bad. Give me a holiday sticker. <laughs> hey, you should um you should comment on anything we have if uh if you would like that to be a sticker. I'm writing it down right now. Please and thank you. I mean it might be the fucking title of this episode. Who knows? <laughs> Fuck. It's so misleading because it literally has nothing to do with any of our stories. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. On March 23rd, 2015, oh. Vallejo, I have to remember not to say Vallejo because it's, it's a Spanish name and it's got fucking two L's, but that's not how they pronounce it in Vallejo, California. Yeah. It's a very annoying. Yeah. Like Prairie du Chien. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't say shit right here either. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Fongelac. <laughs> Fongelac. Um, <laughs> so it's March 23rd, 2015, Vallejo, California police receive a call from a man named Aaron Quinn who reports that his girlfriend has been kidnapped the night before. Oh. Denise Huskins and Aaron lived together in Vallejo. They were asleep when multiple people broke into their home at 3 a.m. the night before. Fuck. Tied them up, threatened them with a stun gun, and drugged them. Oh. It's a whole goddamn thing. Aaron told police that he was drugged, um... And he had blacked out swim goggles placed over his eyes. It's quite a way to blindfold someone. Jesus. <laughs> like you go through the trouble of painting the inside of right. swim goggles. Right. Rather than just. Just tying a thing. I guess like do you really. Swim goggles like suction around your yeah. eyes. So I guess you really can't see shit. Like there's no peeking. <laughs> but either way. Damn. Okay. Wow. So he was put in the living room 
and a square of red tape was placed around him and he was ordered not to leave that space. But if he had swim goggles placed over his eyes, I don't, see. Okay. I, I don't know if they kept them on him the whole yeah. time or if they just were like, you we can't put these on my you face. until we put the tape on. And yeah. Then once the tape is on, we leave and you can't leave the square. Right. And there was also a camera on him, I guess, to oh. monitor that he wouldn't move. Oh. He was then forced to listen to a pre-recorded robotic message of what was happening. While other men, he said, rifled through his belongings and started to demand passwords of various online accounts. They wanted, they wanted money, yeah. is what they were telling him, basically. In the message, the pre-recorded message, the kidnappers claimed to be a group of criminals looking to kidnap Denise for ransom. They demanded $15,000 for her return. In, uh, in the house around him, Aaron could hear multiple voices of people whispering about protocols and being a professional group there to collect financial debts. These guys seemed like they knew what they were doing. It just sort of seemed like they had their shit together with the pre-recorded message and like they had a plan for everything. And so, yeah, Aaron, due to the drugs, eventually falls asleep where he is. Sure. And when he wakes up, it is nearly 2 p.m. the next day. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So they were really done did him in. Yeah. And his car and Denise are gone. Oops. He has received another email demanding two payments of $8,500 each, which is more than $15,000, yep. <laughs> Yeah, so they yep. upped their price. Um, he is instructed to tell anyone who asks about these big withdrawals that he uh, is buying a speedboat. So they've even thought about that. Aaron calls the cops because <laughs> yeah. he's not a fucking idiot. Yeah. He, um, he did say, like, in a testimony that he hesitated because he thought you know maybe if i do this I, I might be killing her right but like if they're monitoring everything else what else are they monitoring on exactly him? but also he had he didn't know what else to do there was really nothing else he felt he could do admittedly his story is fucking weird yeah that's a weird series of things that i just said yes <laughs> so he tells them he tells the police what seems like an elaborate plan to kidnap his girlfriend for ransom carried out by several people who sound like they've done this before I don't know what his job is. Her job is as a physical therapist. Oh. I don't think that they are by any means lower class, but I also don't think that they're, like, rich, rich, rich. Yeah, they don't have a target on their back of, like, right. we have three million in escrow. Right. Why these people? Yeah. They seem pretty normal. I don't even know if that's a thing. I mean, I, fancy. who fucking knows, right? Don't know. <laughs> no, we don't okay. know what escrow okay. is. Okay. We are not homeowners. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so he tells them this story. And uh, the police look at him and are basically like, okay, so you killed her, right? <laughs> like, fuck. Aaron's car is found later that same night, but Denise is still missing. For the next two days, Aaron is interrogated by police who are, so they're following that golden rule. It's always the significant other. Mm -hmm. Like, someone goes missing, and even if they're reported missing by their significant other, that person is immediately looked at as a suspect a lot of the time, especially because his story is so weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, crazy. It's not a normal kidnapping story at all, it seems like. So they interrogate the ever-loving fuck out of him sure. for a while. Um, one investigator in the, ca in the case named Matthew Mustard... <laughs> Okay, but did Matthew Mustard actually kill her? <laughs> um, in yes, in like the in the library room, with yeah. the. <laughs> I literally call him Colonel Mustard later on in this. Thank you for coming along on that. <laughs> I love Clue. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Matthew Mustard was on the case, and he has a quote. He says, "I was skeptical of Mr. Quinn's story because sure. of its outlandish nature." Yeah. So yeah, that's all happening. It would have gone on a lot longer. It would have been much more of a problem for Aaron, except that two days after the kidnapping occurred, Denise Huskins is dropped off at her parents' house in Huntington Beach, nearly 400 miles away from Vallejo. So according to the Vallejo police, who had been suspicious of the whole thing, obviously from the start, mm -hmm. even the way Denise made her return is suspicious. Well, especially since he was... In communication with the police, being investigating, she's dropped off 400 miles away. Mm -hmm. Like that. At her parents' house. Yeah. Like, not like, yeah. That takes him out of the running. Right. It should. It, I think so. I agree. Matthew Mustard said this I found it unusual that Huskins 
denied being a victim, did not wish to speak to Huntington Beach police, and instead wanted to speak with her lawyer. Strangest of all, when law enforcement arranged to fly Miss Huskins to Vallejo where her family had gathered, she rejected the offer. I found it odd that a recently uh, released kidnap victim would not want to go to her family. We'll, we'll get to all of that. This, coupled with the outlandish nature of Aaron's story, caused the Vallejo police to believe that none of this shit actually happened. Later on the same day that Denise is returned, the police make a public statement calling the kidnapping a hoax. They, they uh, just go to the press no. and go, nah, 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 nah. Quote, Today, there is no evidence to support the claims that this was a stranger abduction or an abduction at all. This was um, Police Lieutenant Kenny Park in a statement. Given the facts that have been presented thus far, this event appears to be an orchestrated event and not a kidnapping. So they get there pretty quick. It's been three days. Was that um, perhaps part of your theory? Yeah, I just wasn't expecting the police to like... Fucking say it? Yeah. <laughs> like, guys. Like, what if you're wrong? Yeah, you're literally going off of a gut right now. Yeah, like, and yes, like, things yes, seem... you should trust your gut, but also if you're the police... Maybe you should have evidence for the shit yeah. you're spouting off. Absolutely. So, the thing is, in case my tone hasn't already given it away, I do want to be clear at this point. This was a kidnapping. She was actually kidnapped. I get that it's very weird. It's yeah. a weird fucking story. Yeah. But this is a survivor story about what happened to her because this did happen. It's just that at this point, the Vallejo police do not believe them. They have washed their hands of this. Exactly. They are done. Yes, exactly. They so, think they've been bamboozled. Yes, and they're, you know, not going to take it anymore. <laughs> for whatever reason, I mean, they think this couple is looking for notoriety or something. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? So, because of that... There are a lot of problems with the way the police handle this case. Sure. <laughs> they, they don't, don't even... think it's real anymore. Right. right. They're, they're not even really handling it. Because yeah. to them, there is no case. They made a decision. Yes. And they don't... And they stopped working. Exactly. They never really investigated <laughs> because they believe there was nothing to investigate. The FBI, which later got involved... Sure. <laughs> documents, documents from the FBI brought forward, for instance, contradict Colonel Mustard's account <laughs> of Denise's return. Like, he was like, she didn't want to speak to the police where she was found in Huntington Beach and all that stuff. So he said that, and then they find and release documents of several pages of a transcript of a recorded conversation of Denise talking to the Huntington Beach police. Colonel Mustard, what the fuck, you right. little liar. So, like, literally a lot of what he said about the way she came back is just not true. <laughs> it's just not what happens. Leo, what the fuck? Seriously, they really, really fucked this up. Yeah. Not only that. But while Denise was still missing, her boyfriend Aaron had received multiple phone calls, which he missed, probably due to being interrogated, um, from an unrecognized number. The police were able to trace the number back to a prepaid phone purchased at a nearby Target. They were able to obtain security footage of a man buying that phone. But because they had already made up their mind about what had happened... They did not believe that man was a perpetrator of this as much as he was an accomplice of the couple. He was in on it with them. So they didn't go any further with the investigation than that. They just went, yeah, we can see him. I don't care who he is. God. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really fucking bullshit. What the fuck? Also, they're able to ping where the calls are made from. And it's very close to the place where Denise was held. Oh. <laughs> when she was being kidnapped. Oh. Like, so, so there's a lot there. There's a lot to go on. You have a dude in video. You have a location. And they don't, they don't go forward with it. Okay, this part's called It Gets Even Weirder. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. It's what I always love to hear. Right. With anything that you do. Right. <laughs> Look, I get it can get kind of scary this one's just kind of odd though so after the police make this public announcement a reporter for the san francisco chronicle receives an email uh -oh. allegedly from a group of professional thieves who carried out the kidnapping 
They stated that, even at the risk of being found out, they wanted to set the record straight. They were car thieves originally, according to them, and they wanted to try something with a higher payout, so they put together a plan to kidnap someone for ransom. They kidnapped Denise as a sort of test run to see if the procedures they used would work on a higher value target in the future. Quote, this is from the email. The operation went terribly wrong. After making the jump from property crime to this, we felt deep remorse and horrible regret, um, and horribly regret our slide into criminality. They were mortified about the crime's impact on Huskins and were very impressed with the strength she showed as they passed the time talking to her. Another quote, Denise was absolutely kidnapped. We did it. We would rather take the chance at revealing the truth than live in a world where someone like Huskins could be victimized again. So they're saying, we feel so bad, and we feel even worse that now people don't believe her, that we released her, and now we are admitting to it. Jesus. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. What um, the fuck? What the for real fuck? It's not even done, dude. It's not okay. even done. Okay. <laughs> so let's get to what really happened. There's a lot of shit floating around. There's turds in the pool. There's a lot of turds in the pool right now. <laughs> You're so right. All right. So let's go back to the night of. It's March 23rd. The Denise... day after my birthday. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. So you have just had your whatever birthday you were on, the, on in 2015. <laughs> like how you started to do the math. And you're like, nope. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I can't. Nope. I can't. I'm too stupid today. So on March 23rd, Denise and Aaron's home was indeed broken into. They were both drugged with NyQuil and diazepam. Oh. And made to listen to a recording. They heard several voices in their home and were threatened with a gun. Denise was taken from the home, placed in the trunk of her boyfriend's car, and driven to Tahoe, oh. to what she described as a quiet house. At first, she was carried in, she was taken out of the trunk and carried in to the house and placed on the floor, still with these blacked out fucking goggles on her eyes. So she can hear a man scrubbing clean a bathroom. Like, that's just what it sounds like, the various cleaning sounds that you would hear. She said, quote, I thought that this was going to be one of those situations you see in horror films and TV shows. Things you don't think will ever happen to you. I thought he was cleaning the bloody remains of a prior victim and getting the house ready for me. Sure. Yeah. I fucking would. I'd be like, why are you cleaning right now? That's horrifying. Holy shit. What have you done? Yes. What's wrong with the bathroom? What's going to happen? Yeah. So Denise was then brought into a bedroom, chained to the bed uh, with a bike chain. And over the course of two days, she heard what she believed were the voices of four men who would whisper to each other about the plan. Quote, they sounded well organized and had protocols as if they had done this before. A man would come into the room and describe their organization as a black market startup company. Oh, yeah. Dear. Like they were literally there to just collect on debts and get money. Like it was, it's the weirdest sounding thing I've ever heard. Then... At one point, he told her, this sucks, he told her that his accomplices were forcing him to make videos of him having sex with her so that they could hold something over her head if she went to the police. That man raped her twice over the course of her imprisonment and videotaped it both times. Remorse my ass. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he did it once, and then he came back and said, they don't think it looks believable as consensual sex, so I'm going to need to do it again. Yeah. Quote, I just thought, of course, of course this is going to happen. I feel like also that is what I, I'd be like. Yeah, I'm a lady, of course. No, 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 of course you're going to rape me too. That's, that's got some big millennial energy. Dude, fucking right. Like she's just, just like, like mm -hmm. yeah, all right, okay. No fucking shit, sure. huh? Yeah. Sure. I guess this happens now. Yeah. 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 It's that fucking millennial nihilism. Mm -hmm. So throughout this, Denise felt the need to keep her emotions inside. She didn't want her rapist now to see her cry or become hysterical. She didn't want him to know that he had hurt her. Mm -hmm. So she was just trying to be very calm about it. It wasn't until, until he showed her a newspaper article about her disappearance, so it must be at least a day uh, after she was kidnapped, in which her father has a quote telling her to stay strong. 
And he, like, shows her that. And that's when she starts to cry. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, she said, like, I feel like he broke me then. On the 25th, that same man put Denise in another car and drove her from Tahoe to Huntington Beach and dropped her off at her parents' house. He told her he was sorry they met under these circumstances. No. Some bullshit. No. Some fucking Fuck bullshit. Him. He sucks. It sucks. So here's where this shit is really crazy to me. This is why I had a really, really hard time figuring out what is going on in this story. Although she heard the voices of several people, Denise over only ever interacted with one man. The man who carried her into the house, the man who raped her, the man who drove her home. That is because, if you haven't already guessed it, there only ever was one man. The whole time. The group of people Aaron described breaking in and rifling through his belongings, they did not exist. The voices they heard in his home and the voices Denise heard in the quiet house where she was held, those were recordings. Jesus. Yes, he was playing recordings of multiple people speaking back and forth to each other. Everything that was actually physically done to them was the work of one guy. He even dressed up a mannequin in military fatigues and put it in their house so they would think someone else was standing there. <laughs> like, and they're blindfolded half the time, but like, it, it's insane. It's insane. What the fuck? It's all one guy. And his name is Matthew Muller. So Muller, weirdly, was a former Marine and a Harvard-trained lawyer. <laughs> they say Harvard-trained, and they also say when he returned from Harvard. So I don't know if he ever graduated, to be honest. Um, he suffered from paranoid delusions, including the idea that the government and his boss at a law firm were spying on him. Muller was suspected of multiple burglaries and sexual assaults in 2009 in Menlo Park and Palo Alto, while under investigation for these crimes, he fled to Utah, told his wife at the time, don't tell anyone where I'm going. Uh, there, he had a mental breakdown and he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and treated for suicidal thoughts. He is suspected of a later attack on a woman in 2012 after he returned to Palo Alto. And then, three months after he kidnapped Denise in 2015, he broke into a home of a family in Dublin, California. He told the couple who had a daughter in another room that if they laid face down on the bed and complied with his instructions, their daughter would be safe. The father did not listen. <laughs> he went fucking beast mode instead. Sure. He hit Muller over the head with a flashlight so hard that Muller just ran. He just got the fuck out of the house. Sure. Which is pretty great. Because if he had stayed, he probably would have died. Yeah. Like, that guy had no reason to stop. Get the no. fuck out of my house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Don't threaten my family, you asshole. So, fortunately for that family, and for Denise, and Aaron, and anyone else that, like, motherfucker would have targeted in the future, he left his cell phone behind. Oh. Yeah. So now his cell phone, like, is in the hands of police. And he's been called in and suspected for other crimes in the past that have a, are of a very similar nature. So Muller was found and arrested for his attack on the Dublin family in June of 2015. The investigation led police to his parents' vacation home in Tahoe, where they found a bevy of circumstantial evidence linking him to Denise's kidnapping. So in August of 2015, while he is in custody for the Dublin attack, Muller confesses to kidnapping Denise. And that's when the Vallejo police were like, upsy-daisy. <laughs> huh. We have fucked up. This yeah. is the real guy who actually did this. Yeah. And, uh, and now all of the evidence that we had that we didn't really take the time to collect mm -hmm. and process. Seems pretty stupid. Seems mm -hmm. like we should have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they, they had video yeah. of this guy yeah. who has committed crimes before and went on to commit a crime afterward. He, he's buying the cell phone. You could have had him. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking assholes. Mm -hmm. um, a quote from Aaron's lawyer. Police were going to disregard any facts that contradicted their theory, and that's a tragedy. The consequence of that is we know this guy was free to do another home invasion and traumatize another family. It's really sad. It's really pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Damn, get it, lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. So Mueller had two separate trials. First was in federal court in March of 2017. So we're getting closer. Uh, 
where Mueller was only charged with kidnapping. That was all that they put against him in the federal crime. I mean, you know, federal versus county and state. It's hard to parse who is allowed to try for what. So he made a deal with the FBI that if he pled guilty, the maximum sentence he would they would ask for was 40 years in prison as opposed to life. So Mueller was sentenced and will serve 40 years in prison. Yeah, I guess they can't. They can't file for the rape because that wasn't done across state lines. That happened specifically in one state. And right. Yeah. Ugh. The second trial is going to be held in Solano County. Okay. So that's the Solano County Court. And that was set to begin in March of this year. But because it's been pushed back repeatedly, and there's reasons for that, it will now take place in September of 2020. So that's why the story isn't done yet. The second trial hasn't happened. They keep kind of doing hearings and doing readiness like meetings and seeing like, can we move forward with this? There was also a point at which there were three separate huge murder, murder trials happening, happening in Vallejo at the same time, and there was no courtroom open. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. So they had to push it back. So it's been pushed back for a long time. This time... In this trial, he will be charged with rape, robbery, burglary, and kidnap for ransom. And also, I also read somewhere assault for um, Aaron. Oh, good. But I'm not sure. Mueller claimed in an interview that he was uh, not in his right mind when he took the plea deal with the FBI and that he planned to plead not guilty by reason of insanity in this trial. Yeah. He's also decided to represent himself oh god it's like we need a fucking bell for every time that happens just a bingo card seriously right (laughs) that's definitely a square on there do they represent themselves plead insanity represent yourself right do both of those things at once for sure so accept a plea deal and then plead not guilty exactly (laughs) fucking this guy is all over the goddamn Literally place. Literally admit to the kidnapping, because I'm sure that was a component of accepting the plea deal. Oh, you absolutely. admit guilt. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he did confess. <laughs> yeah, so. And now you're saying, oh, I did it, but I, I was crazy. I was crazy. I was crazy then. I'm still crazy now. I'm representing myself. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> Harvard Jesus. lawyer. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's a lawyer, but he's also... You should also never represent yourself. Always. If you were a good lawyer, you would know that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got he's got a lot of issues. This um, particularly sucks that he is representing himself because that means he uh, has a right to all evidence in the case. Yeah. And that includes the tapes he made yep. of him raping Denise. Yep. So he gets to view those if he wants. Yeah. Which really sucks. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. Gross. Yeah. And there was, like, a quote from some other lawyer in the case being like, it is really gross and we don't like it, but uh, there is a thing called the Constitution and it allows him to do this. And well, we if can't. the president can ignore the Constitution. <laughs> then I guess anyone can. You're yeah. right. You're right. Fuck it. Let's just throw that thing out. Might as well. Fuck. Yeah. Just get rid of the two-party system while we're at it. Oh, yeah. Maybe the Electoral College. Mm, yep. <laughs> set it all on fire. Let's just set it all on fire. Yeah. <laughs> So set it on fire and make sexy chicken noises. <laughs> yes, please. Just now I'm picturing like a huge fire <laughs> and just ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um another reason why this sucks is that he has the right to call Aaron and Denise to the stand to cross-examine them himself. Damn it. However, so far he has declined to do that. So far, and I mean, now he has plenty of time to rethink it, but he has said, I'm not going to do that. He has stated, I genuinely do not want to put them through that because, again, this guy's all over the fucking place. Yeah. Who knows what he thinks or wants or thinks is right at any given time? Yeah. Also, if he did that, he'd be on, hopefully, very fucking thin ice with Absolutely. that judge. Oh, my God. That judge you would say be one watching thing. it like a hawk. Yeah. And it's like, not only will I make you sit down and stop, I'll make you go back to prison. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you are the criminal here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably wouldn't be a good idea regardless. But it's mm. also just, at least he isn't going to make them stare at him in the face and talk about what he did. Yeah. Hopefully. He's not Bundy. Right. Exactly. That's so fucked up. So both Aaron and Denise, who are married at this point, have already testified against Mueller at a fe- his federal sentencing hearing. 
Um, they told their stories bravely and emotionally. They had a lot of quotes. A lot of the quotes I got about her actual time being kidnapped, that is from her testimony. Um, and Mueller was there in the room. They did a really good job, I would think. Um, they say they may do so again at his county trial, just testify sure. generally. Last year, Aaron and Denise received $2.5 million in a settlement from the city of Vallejo for accusing them of making up the crime oh. and publicly dragging their asses through yeah. the mud because they really did. They had to, they felt they had to move. They yeah. were like seen as like liars in sure. their community. Yeah. So that's nice at least. Yeah. Um, money isn't everything, but it sure fucking helps. When you gotta move. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you gotta get the hell out because the police accused you of fraud and lying yeah. about being something as horrible as kidnapped and raped. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, it's really hard to win, like, defamation of character lawsuits. Oh, but sure. Holy shit. Right? That one's, I mean, there's that's so much evidence. cutter case. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's like, if I were a civil lawyer, I'd be like, I will take Hello. that. Yeah, I was like, there's Come literally here. a criminal case about yeah. why this is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. We don't even have to do anything. Right. I mean, we I will just, just look at the judge and go, uh? I will uh. point to the other trial, sir. Uh. <laughs> and then point to the footage of them literally saying the thing. <laughs> right. And, like, uh? and then hold up a picture of Matthew Muller. <laughs> uh. uh-huh. Exhibit A, Exhibit B. I think we're done here, Your Honor. $2.5 million. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, that's the story. Um, I wish I knew more, but that trial hasn't happened yet. We'll have to watch it. Yeah, uh, yeah that'd be cool. Fuck. Because also, do you remember the Michigan serial killer that I was talking about? Yes. More stuff keeps coming out about him. <gasps> Ooh, we should do updates when yeah, we can. Yeah, we should. Oh, that'd be fun. Because I want to update about this guy yeah. when, you know, it might be fucking literally a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> but... I'll prep that for next time. Yay. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear about that. Because, yeah, if you guys recall, it's like a brand yeah. ass new Literally, serial killer. Literally, like when I talked about it, the article had just been posted. Right. Like yeah. a few days ago that he'd just been arrested. So yeah. that's a cool. lot more has come out. I haven't seen anything. So that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's that's the story of that whole shit. Like, that's why. It was so hard to parse, though, because most of them, most of the articles I could find were from when his first trial was happening or just afterwards when they're speculating about the next trial. And so they're talking about it like this one guy is the one who perpetrated this crime. But then when you look at like what happened, it seemed like there was a group of people involved and figuring out how that went together was so hard. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't until I heard like they found recordings on his computer of multiple people talking back and forth about a plan to kidnap someone. And like, I was like, okay, so he recorded that somehow who fucking knows. It could have been from something, some yeah, media Yeah, he could thing. have just, like, gone into a cafe or something or from a movie. Right, yeah, and then just played it in the house? Like, sure. my God, it's an incredibly elaborate crime to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, only to release the woman yeah. later. Yeah. Like, who the fuck knows what his motives were? He doesn't completely seem, he's definitely not always in his right mind. Some of his quotes are weird. He did, like, a jailhouse uh, interview with somebody and like he was weird he was really weird in it god (laughs) he ain't doing great so yeah he's also um, a monster and he will serve at least 40 years and he'll probably get more in the other trials so a lot of people are like he's been a predator for years and never let him out (laughs) really hard to win a case of insanity when you've already taken a plea deal admitting to yes. what you've done. And when... And the confession wasn't taken under duress. Yes. So... Yes. And when you planned all that shit, yeah. you clearly know the difference between right and wrong. There are some things that you choose to do and will choose not to. Yeah. You are not insane. You might have a mental disorder, but a lot of people have mental disorders. Yes. And they don't fucking rape people. Nope. So... <laughs> all right. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let us know if you want to see some stickers that say what again? <laughs> I've already forgotten. It <laughs> like, would say, hello, my name is Crunchy Toes, the horny chicken. <laughs> if you want, if you if want you, a button. If you want that as a sticker, I guess. It says, hello, my name is Crunchy Toes, the horny chicken. The horny chicken. Then, you know, just let us know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keep talking to us. Let us know if there's anything else we should be covering, anything else we should be drinking. Uh, We want to hear from you. So, yeah. 
I'll also leave you with something else. Because mine was like, mine, my whole thing was so short. I'm like, eh. No, please do. I'm super stoked about also, this. Also, this is true crimey. Oh, good. Okay. What are you going to leave us with? I am going to read a Reddit. It's a Let's Not Meet. The headline is, there was a guy in my house and I pretended he wasn't there. No fucking way. No. <laughs> this is from Redditor Unogulo. You or Y-U-N-O-G-U-L-O. It was from yesterday. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I get push notifications from Reddit. So Amazing. <laughs> Some of them are really weird. Specifically the let's not meet. <laughs> and true crime serial killers, nice. people tracking current possible serial that makes killer sense. cases, all that, that kind sense. of stuff. So, so a bit of background info. I currently live with my parents. The house is two stories. There is an in-law apartment on the first floor, along with some other things like the garage bay, furnace room, and laundry room. Mm -hmm. I live in the in-law apartment. My dad has been working with a contractor and some of his employees to replace the wall-mounted air conditioners. There have been a lot of people in and out of the house. The day this happened, my mom and I went out to do some grocery shopping, and my dad stayed home to direct the contractors. We got back and discovered they were gone and my dad had gone to bed, so my mom and I made some dinner and hung out upstairs for a little while. I mentioned offhandedly to my mom that our cars were still outside, and I talked about a woman whose car and house had been broken into down the road. This creeped her out, and she sent me downstairs to check that the front door was locked. It wasn't. Okay. In fact, it was a little bit ajar. No, 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 no. I closed it and locked the deadbolt and then went back upstairs. We stayed upstairs and watched the TV for a few more minutes until I heard a loud thump downstairs in the in-law apartment. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I assumed that this was my cat. Sure. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Maybe getting antsy because I wasn't feeding her. Mm-hmm. I told my mom that I was going to go downstairs and feed her and then come up to finish the episode. As I walked down the stairs, I heard another louder thump, oh. which I thought was my cat getting excited. It was food time. Sure. I opened the door, and she was nowhere to be found. Really unusual for her, so I was confused. I walked into the kitchen to look for her and noticed something that made my heart sink. The furnace door was closed. I never close the furnace door, and neither do my parents, because we want the cat to be able to get inside to catch mice. Sure. Okay. Oh, God. I recognized that the then thunk I heard could have been the heavy furnace door closing. Yep. I was completely frozen, convinced that there was someone right behind that door hiding from me. Now, I've seen a lot of scary movies lately, and it could have been paranoia, but this felt awful and not right. Gut feelings. Uh-huh. Good. I knew that I didn't want to give this potential person any reason to open the door. So I put on my best acting skills and pretended that I noticed nothing amiss. Oh, my God. I did some baby talk to my cat who still hadn't materialized. <laughs> As if they're there. <laughs> and scooped out some food for her. I was super creeped out when I, whenever I had to let the door out of my sight. I was basically keeping it in my vision at all times to see movement. After, quote, feeding the cat, I went back upstairs. Okay. I grabbed my mom and explained what had happened. She was skeptical. Again, scary movies, paranoid. And thought maybe one of the contractors had closed the door. But seeing how off-put I was, she went in to go wake up my dad. My dad grabbed his gun. Oh, shit. And went downstairs. He screamed up to us to call the cops and get somewhere safe. Oh, my God. Okay. We hid in the bedroom and we called the cops who showed up and searched the entire house, not finding anyone. My dad explained to me after they'd gone through the house why he'd said to call the cops. Yeah. What did he see? He saw that the furnace room door and the back door to the outside were both wide open. <gasps> Somebody had run out. So the person who was hiding in my furnace room while my entire family was home, let's not meet again. Wow. Whoa, that sucks. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so scary. But like also just keeping your cool. Yeah. I'm like, like okay, Katie, it's dinner time. Right. Oh, come here. Where are you? Yeah. Oh my God. And, like, that gut feeling of just, like, yeah. no, I know this is wrong. Yeah. Like, I've already, the door was ajar. Yeah. Like, this and is not good. And now this door is closed. And this has already happened in the neighborhood. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons to be, like, not, not happy yeah. about that situation. Especially a house that has construction going on. Yeah. It's oh. an easy target. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You yeah. can case that place and just look like one of the fucking people supposed to be around there. Yeah. 
Ooh, creepy. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like they got the opportunity to steal anything. Maybe no. they thought no one was home at first. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, shit. That Oops. bitch is feeding her cat. I should yep. leave. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I certainly hope that never happens to that person or anyone else ever yeah. again. Yeah. There <laughs> I, you go. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think that you should be a little bit... You know what? You should be a little <laughs> bit like that guy that made up the story about the fucking whale because <laughs> yes. that guy knew how to live. Yeah. <laughs> James Bartley. <laughs> James Bartley fucking gets it. Yeah. You should be a little bit like him. You should be a little bit like Denise. You should be a lot like that person who the redditor, the redditor who just you know fakes their way. Faces at your invisible cat. (laughs) Love it, and uh, don't forget your motherfucking can of water. You sexy chicken. You sexy chicken. (laughs) 